Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we're performing a fundamental stock analysis of VF Corporation, ticker symbol VFC. We're looking at VF Corp today because this is one of the most popular businesses we looked at in 2022. So we're performing an updated analysis of the business. VF Corp is a dividend king of more than 50 years. Dividend kings are members of the S&P 500 who have consecutively increased their dividend payouts for each of the past 50 years. This dividend king status puts VF Corp in a very select group of businesses with the likes of Coca-Cola, Johnson & Johnson, and Procter & Gamble. Another thing to note about VF Corp is that they have both this dividend king status and their currently paying out a 7.4% dividend yield, which is very high, especially relative to the yield of an S&P 500 ETF right now. Since we previously looked at the business, VF Corp's stock price has continued to decline. So in our analysis today, we're trying to find out what are we missing? What could the market have possibly discovered about this business this year that led to this negative performance? Qu currently, VF Corp is trading for $25.86 per share, and over the last year, their stock price is down nearly 64%, so they've been cut by two-thirds. Over the last five years, this is also about their performance over this period. So they're down at a compounded rate of about 18.5% annually. Over 10 years, VF Corp is down 25%. However, going back prior to the global financial crisis, over the past nearly 18 years, VF Corp is actually up at a rate of about 4% annually. Keep in mind that their average dividend yield over this time frame would be in addition to this compounded annual return. And again, they're paying out a 7.4% dividend yield right now. So VF Corp is trading just above their 52-week low, less than a dollar above that right now. They're down nearly $50 from their 52-week high. A little over 5% of their shares outstanding are currently sold short, and VF Corp has about a $10 billion market cap. For additional background about the business, VF Corporation, otherwise known as Vanity Fair, designs, produces, and distributes branded apparel and accessories. Its largest apparel categories include action sports, outdoor, and workwear. Its portfolio of about a dozen brands include Vans, The North Face, Timberland, Supreme, and Dickies. VF markets its products in the Americas, Europe, and Asia Pacific through wholesale sales to retailers, e-commerce, and branded stores owned by the company and partners. The company has grown through multiple acquisitions, the most recent being for Supreme in fiscal 2020 for nearly $2 billion, and VF Corporation traces its roots back to its founding in 1899 and is headquartered in Denver, Colorado. Also to note about the business is that in 2018, the company spun off Contour Brands, which owns apparel brands such as Wranglers, Lee Jeans, and Rockin' Republic. So for our fundamental analysis today, we are performing the Select 6 analysis, taking a checklist-style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of VF Corporation based off of their business fundamentals. So this analysis is still a work in progress, and it's an opportunity to learn in public, so it will continue to improve and get better over time. With that said, let's get right into today's analysis. Starting things off with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. And there are two key reasons for this. The first is that over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is likely to return approximately what its underlying business returns. And these business returns are gonna be captured here by return on capital. The second is that the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital, so we can potentially build in some margin of safety for ourselves based off the overall quality of the business being about twice as good as average if it's able to hit this 14% benchmark. VF has had returns on capital in the mid-teens for most of these years. Their returns on capital did decline in their fiscal 2021, which accounted for much of calendar 2020. However, since the COVID-19 pandemic lockdowns, the company's return on capital has rebounded. Over their last 12 months, they're averaging about a 14% return on capital and averaged out over this time frame over these last five fiscal years, VF Corp is averaging about a 14.5% return on capital. 
So just slightly above that benchmark we're looking for. So this is a check to start things off here on metric number one, as their average returns on capital are double that of a typical business. Then next up for metric number two, here we're taking a high level overview of the growth of their business. So we're looking for total revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth over the last five years. And this metric is all or nothing in nature. Either all three of these are going to be up for this to be a check, or if even one of these is down, this entire metric will be an X. So their fiscal 2018 was atypical for the business due to their spinoff. Even with that, their revenues are up over this period, as are their earnings, which are slightly up. The business runs into trouble more recently, though, where in their fiscal 2022, they had positive free cash flows. However, over their last 12 months, they actually have negative free cash flow. And this is due to a $1.4 billion change in their inventories, meaning that their free cash flows are down over this period and that this is going to be an X here on metric number two. So if you're potentially interested in the business, one thing you'd want to dig in and learn more about is what this change in inventories was for, as that was a very significant expense for the company and they had negative free cash flows because of it. Next up for metric number three, here we're taking the perspective of an individual shareholder in the business by looking at VF Corp on a per share basis. So we're looking for earnings per share growth over the last five years. We learned in the previous metric that their earnings are up over this period. However, earnings are just the numerator in this earnings per share equation. So we also want to take a look at what they've done in terms of their shares outstanding, which is the denominator in this equation. So VF Corp has repurchased about 3% of their shares outstanding over this period, which is likely good for long-term shareholders in the business because when you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying business. So when a business buys back stock by decreasing the number of shares that they have outstanding, they're increasing your ownership percentage in the business which is ultimately going to increase the percentage of the business's profits that you're entitled to. They're doing all of this without you having to spend a dime. And so it's almost as if the company is making a partial acquisition of itself. Just like with any other acquisition, we want the company to be paying a price where they're getting more value than what they're paying. So to determine that, you'd likely have to dig in and do more work to understand the company. However, with their earnings up and their shares outstanding down, this is earnings per share growth here for VF Corp. And so this is our second check of the day coming in on metric number three. Next up, metric number four is going to be very similar. So here we're looking for free cash flow per share growth over the last five years. While VF Corp had positive free cash flows in their four previous fiscal years, again, they've had negative free cash flows over their last 12 months due to this change in their inventories, meaning that their free cash flows are down over this period. With negative free cash flows, this means that their free cash flows per share have declined over this time. So this is an X here on metric number four. So far through our first four metrics, we are split evenly for VF Corp with two checks and two X's. Next up for metric number five, here we're evaluating how the business is utilizing debt. We don't want to be investing in overly levered businesses because during economic downturns, it's overly levered businesses that are going to be at the greatest risk of poor outcomes. So we want their net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments to be below the amount of free cash flow that they produced over the last five years. VF Corp ended their fiscal 2022 with about five and a half billion dollars worth of net debt. Since then, they've added on to this. Right now, they have about $6.5 billion worth of net debt. And over this last five-year time frame, VF Corp has only produced about $3.5 billion worth of free cash flow, which means that it looks like the business is utilizing more debt than their free cash flows are able to support. So this is an X on metric number five. And with their free cash flows being negative over their last 12 months, this is especially not boding well for the company. However, if we were to make that adjustment and we would back out that $1.4 billion change in their inventories, then it looks like the company 
would have about $1.3 billion worth of free cash flow over their last 12 months. And it looks like this debt load would be more reasonable for the business, even though it would be at the higher range of what their free cash flows could be potentially supporting. Whether or not that adjustment is appropriate is something that, again, you just want to dig in and learn more about the business to understand. To recap where we are so far, through our first five metrics, we have two checks and three X's for VF Corp. Then finally, the big metric of them all, metric number six, we want their average free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this will potentially give us a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury and potentially give us another reason to be interested in VF Corp. So we're using their total enterprise value because it takes into account both their market cap and their net debt position, and it's going to give us a perspective of the economic reality of the business that's more similar to as if VF Corp were a private company. So right now, VF Corp has about a $16.5 billion total enterprise value, and we learned that over the last five years, they produced about $3.5 billion worth of free cash flow, meaning that in an average year, VF Corp is producing about $700 million worth of free cash flow. So when we divide their $700 million of their average free cash flow by their $16.5 billion total enterprise value, that gives us just over a 4% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the business. So while that is slightly above the yield of the 10-year treasury right now, that's below that 5% bench mark we're ideally looking for, meaning that on an average basis of their free cash flows, this is an X here on metric number six. Again, worth being aware of is that over their last 12 months, they've had negative free cash flows, meaning that they have a negative current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the business in real terms. If we were to make that adjustment for the business where we took out this change in their inventories, which as a disclaimer may or may not be appropriate, and you'd have to decide that for yourself. But if we made that adjustment, then they would have $1.3 billion worth of free cash flow over their last 12 months. So to get a current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the business, when we divided their $1.3 billion of their adjusted free cash flows over their last 12 months by their $16.5 billion total enterprise value, that would give us a current free cash flow to enterprise value yield that's just under 8%. So that would be potentially above that 5% benchmark. Again, though, you'd have to determine if that's appropriate or not. So as we're potentially split here, this may be an interesting business to dig in and learn more about. It seems like there's a lot going on underneath the hood of the F Corp, especially with some of their recent acquisitions and their spinoff nearly five years ago. So just because this is an X here doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to throw the business out in its entirety. This is not financial advice. And while these metrics are simple, when they're combined together, they can be very powerful. Then as a bonus here, we're looking at VF Corp's dividend profiles. So again, VF Corp is a dividend king. They've consecutively increased their dividend payouts in each of the past 50 years. And right now they're paying out about a 7.4% dividend yield, which is nearly four and a half times better than that of the yield of an S&P 500 ETF. However, people make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividends or dividend track records. So it's important to stop and look at the underlying fundamentals of a business like we're doing here today and to look at a business to determine whether their dividend payouts are well supported by their cash flows or their earnings, depending on the type of business. For VF Corp, we want their dividends to be supported by their free cash flows. And that was the case in only two of these previous five fiscal years. VF Corp only supported their dividends in fiscal 2019 and fiscal 2021. Over their last 12 months, they again are not supporting their dividend payouts. And with the business taking on a large amount of debt, especially relative to their abilities to produce free cash flows historically. It looks like the future of VF Corporation's dividend payouts are potentially up in the air and that this may not be sustainable for the business going forward unless they're significantly able to increase their free cash flows. So if you're potentially interested in this business for its abilities to pay out dividends and its long-term dividend track record, this could be something that you would want to exercise caution about. Then everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze VF Corp, which takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential fair value for the business. 
So a discounted cash flow model is just like any other model in any other discipline. Its outputs are going to be sensitive to its inputs. Here we're starting with their average free cash flows over their last five years, which again is above where their current free cash flows are at. So this is assuming that they're able to return to this average baseline, then projecting these out into the future based off historical assumptions for how the business has been able to grow their free cash flows dating back all the way till 1990. So these are historical growth assumptions that you need to do your own homework on to determine whether or not these are going to be potentially accurate and applicable going forward to give us a baseline projected estimate for VF Corp. So assuming a growth stage over the next 10 years where they grow their average free cash flows at a rate of 5.5% annually, then assuming a terminal stage for the 10 years out after that where this growth rate slows down to only growing at a rate of 4% annually, if we were looking for a potential 10% rate of return from the business today, then it looks like a fair value for the company is only around $16 per share. Using these same historical growth assumptions, it looks like from today's valuations, you could only expect about a 4.5% rate of return going forward for VF Corp. So please keep in mind that this would be including their dividend payouts. Right now, the business is yielding 7.4% from their dividend alone, so we would not be doubly counting their dividends here, meaning that even with their total return from their dividend, their stock price would likely be declining over this period at least as it stands with their current dividend yield and how they're currently paying out dividends. So there are a number of reasons why this might not be potentially accurate going forward for the business. So it's worth being mindful that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered legal and financial professionals. So in just a minute, we'll talk about our wrap up for VF Corp, but we have to address something first. What are some of the qualitative aspects of this business, especially those around a potential long or a potential short thesis for the company? So starting with some of the key points around a potential long thesis for the business, number one, as an upscale brand with high price points, Supreme brings high margins, there is potential for VF to expand Supreme both domestically and international markets, especially in China. Number two, the North Face has thrived despite economic challenges. It's estimated that its operating margins improved to 18% from 12% between fiscal years 2019 until 2022. And number three, Vans, which generated over $4 billion in sales in fiscal 2022, has been an athleisure winner. It still has growth potential given its small share in the global sports-inspired apparel and footwear market which is estimated at about $152 billion in 2021. Then for some of the key points around a potential short thesis of the company, number one, Vans is unlikely to produce growth rates above 20%, as in some years before the pandemic. Its performance, both positive and negative, tends to have a large impact on VF's market valuation. Number two, VF is exposed to mass market retail in the U.S. Some of the chains that carry VF gear are closing stores and may even go out of business, requiring distribution changes. And number three, turmoil in international shipping, the pandemic, the war in Ukraine, and inflation have led to elevated inventory levels for VF and others, likely resulting in heavy discounting and uneven sales growth. So hopefully that offers a balanced perspective around some of the key qualitative aspects of both a potential long and a potential short thesis for the company. Now it's time for our wrap up. So in summary, VF checks the box on two out of six of our metrics. They're earning above average returns on capital, coming in at about 14.5%. Their revenues and earnings are up over the last five years. However, their free cash flows are down because of a $1.4 billion change to their inventories as they're heavily discounting their products. VF has repurchased 3% of their shares outstanding over this period. However, it looks like as they've continued to add debt on, the business has not been able to support these debt loads with their historical free cash flows. And because of their recent change in inventory, it looks like it hasn't supported those over their last 12 months either. On an average basis of their free cash flow to their enterprise value yield, comparing that to the yield of the 10-year treasury, it looks like this yield for VF Corp is just slightly above the yield of the 10-year treasury, but it's below that 5% risk premium that we're ideally looking for. 
Then we also made some adjustments to try to get a current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the business. Looking at their dividend profile, it looks like their track record as a dividend king may be potentially in rough shape amid the uncertainty of the business going forward. So their uncertain free cash flows combined with their potential high debt loads could potentially cause trouble for their abilities to pay out their dividends and support those going forward. And they've only supported their dividend payouts in two of the previous five fiscal years. Then finally, performing a discounted cash flow analysis of VF. If you've done the work and you believe those historical growth assumptions, then it looks like from today's valuations, if you are reasonably expecting about a 10% rate of return from the business, that a fair value for VF is right around $16 per share and that at today's prices, you could only expect about a 4.5% rate of return from the company, which with their high dividend yields would imply that the company's stock price would be continuing to decline. So as mentioned, there are a number of reasons why this might not be potentially accurate for the business. So it's worth reiterating that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor. This analysis instead serves as a beginning and holistic understanding of VF Corporation to help you determine whether it's worth your time and energy to dig in and learn more about the business. One resource that will definitely help you stay up to speed with what's going on in the market and help you learn more about the business is Seeking Alpha. Checking out Seeking Alpha directly supports the channel as I'm part of their affiliate program. So most of you probably know Seeking Alpha as a source of community written articles on different stocks. But over the past little while, they've actually become a lot more than that with their new offering, which is Seeking Alpha Premium. Premium has a number of different features where you can track buy, hold, and sell ratings on your favorite stocks. These ratings are from the Seeking Alpha community, Wall Street analysts, and Seeking Alpha's algorithm. You can see earnings call transcripts, investor presentations, SEC filings, and press releases all in one place. You can add your own margin of safety targets and get alerts for when your favorite stocks hit that level. You can get unlimited access to Seeking Alpha articles, and you can tailor your reading experience based on the type of investor you are. You can get 10 years of financial data on any stock to help you with your analysis. You can also import your portfolio into your Seeking Alpha dashboard to make researching easier. And if that didn't convince you, the best thing is that an annual plan is only 99 bucks. That's only 27 cents per day through my referral link down in the description below. Normally premium is $239, but they are currently running a general offer for $119. But if you use my link, it's only 99 bucks. So check it out if you're interested. So as a value investor, you're ultimately trying to conduct this future research as if you're going to own 100% of a company and you can truly understand the essence of that business and understand what's important and what's not important for the company going forward. So through this deeper research, you'll learn more about the qualitative and the quantitative aspects of VF Corporation's business, and you'll likely be able to determine for yourself what a reasonably appropriate intrinsic value for the company will be. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of VF Corporation, ticker symbol VFC. Again, we looked at VF Corp today as a follow-up to our previous analysis, which was one of the most popular in 2022. Since then, the business's stock price has continued to decline. And even though they're a dividend king, they're paying out a 7.4% dividend yield right now. Although as we learned in our analysis, this may be up in the air for the future. So if you either enjoyed today's video or you learned something, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about VF with me and have a great day.